beautiful day in your life. Welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. This is Doc. I can be heard on most platforms, iTunes, Google, uh, Spotify. Just look me up, Strange Talk with Doc, in the search, and you will find your favorite place that you enjoy podcasts. Then I would love if you would like, share, comment, especially comment. Most important thing to me is comments more than likes and shares. I like listeners. I like feedback. Uh, This is a podcast that deals with a lot of different subjects, news, sports, politics, wrestling, trivial stuff, important stuff. But we never gossip here. We have guests from time to time. This is not some place where I will preach to you, try to teach you something that I think that you should probably already know. I'm not trying to open your third eye. I'm not trying to kick the knowledge to you. I just want you to sit back, hear somebody else's opinion about popular subjects that are going on in the world today. So let's kick it off. Last night, the UFC had a card. The Korean Zombie fought Marchino. It was a very good card. If you like blood, if you like knockouts, if you like submissions, if you like to see the women, no-nonsense fighting, which I love, then tune in. It was on ESPN, ESPN Plus, so I'm sure that you could find this broadcast somewhere on the Internet or just go to the UFC site or ESPN Plus. Even though I don't want you to really spend money on ESPN Plus, I'm just giving you the information. Now, next week, First of all, the show has changed time slots. I have now moved to 9 a.m. Sunday Eastern Standard Time. Every Sunday at 9 a.m., I like to steal back a little of my Sunday morning for myself. We usually go at 10, but from now on, like I stated, we will be going at 9. Next week, June 30th, at 9 a.m., we're going to do a special show. It's a show dedicated to all things hip-hop, nothing but hip-hop. Unless something major happens in the world, the only subject that we will discuss is hip-hop. Hip-hop's of the 80s, the 90s, 2000s, present day, favorite groups, best artists, best lyricists, uh, best female rapper, best artist who is no longer with us, deceased. Favorite songs, even we're going to discuss some trap and people that we do not like, most overrated, most underrated. We're going to tackle hip-hop producers, everything, front and back. This is not the gospel. This is just our opinion, Doc and whoever calls an opinion on the subject, okay? I was going to get into this show, Euphoria, on HBO. But it's kind of disturbing to me. I'm a not an old man, but I'm a gentleman of some age, and I just don't feel comfortable watching a show about teenage girls promiscuous, being promiscuous, slightly dressed. If I'm going to watch a show like that, I want it to be adult characters. So I, even though I originally had it on the agenda, I decided that I'm going to stay away from it. Lately, I've been watching a lot of Netflix. These juveniles in um, detention, juveniles in correctional facilities, I find it quite interesting. I find the lack of respect that they have for authority and grown-ups to be 
shocking, actually. We have a generation of young people who refer to everybody as bro. I remember bro was a term that a man used on another male. Now people are calling their grandmother bro. I mean, it's weird, huh? But what a day. We had good old Trump tell Stephanopoulos that he may not alert the FBI if rival governments actually gave him damaging information about Democrats or even Republicans that will be running against him in 2020. Even though we have not even heard of this animal called a Republican who has claimed that they want to run for president in 2020. I've never seen a challenge, uh, an election that didn't have really a challenger from the same party. So what is the purpose of the Republican primaries if Trump's brought in solo? It makes no sense. But this is upsetting and troubling. So if he got damaging information, he would take this information and just use it for his benefit. He wouldn't use it to maybe get this person prosecuted. Maybe they did something to jeopardize United States of America in uh, international areas. So I don't even understand how he gets to say the things that he gets to say publicly. And it's no more than a soundbite for a comedian. It's no more than a late night talk show joke. The people who are in power turn a blind eye and a dead ear to anything this man says, no matter how obnoxious, how crazy it may be. I just don't understand it. We had the NBA draft this weekend. It was a beautiful thing. I, it's kind of weird to say that the NBA draft was a beautiful thing, but it was a beautiful thing to see such, so many humble young men enter the NBA on their dream night, their dream come true night, but to do it in a way that was dignified, classy. It showed that there are black fathers out there, America. These kids are not all just uh, been left in some hard knock story. A lot of them had their fathers in their life. Their fathers was just as emotional as they was. Uh, I have watched the draft for 20, 25 years, something like that. And most times these guys come on stage with an air about themselves that is like they've already accomplished everything in life. And I take nothing away from a guy who busses his ass high school star, AAU star, then becomes a college star, and then he enters the NBA or the NFL. And he comes up there and he has his beautiful suit. Sure, they they was wearing jewelry that was uh, way above their pay grade the day before the draft, not the day after the draft. The jewelry fit the day after. I mean, who wouldn't loan tens of thousands of dollars to a guy who's going to be making tens of millions the very next day. So I, I begrudged them not. But it was nice to see Zion lead the way. And actually, he looked great. He sounded great. And he was humbled. He thanked who he needed to thank. And for that, I appreciate all the young men who took that stage that night and did it in a manner that was like, you know what? This is not a guarantee. This is not a birthright. This is something I worked hard for. I've been blessed to get where I'm at. 
And it did not go unnoticed. It did not go unnoticed by, I would say, millions of people who viewed this. The people who viewed and didn't feel any way about it, probably because they wouldn't have liked these kids to begin with. So we had another situation this week with a gunman, this David Isaac Clyde. But fortunately, he was actually killed outside the Dallas federal courthouse before he could actually fire on anybody. I don't even know. Maybe this was just a death by suicide cop, suicide, where this young man really didn't want to hurt anybody, but he didn't know any other way out. And he was scared to do himself in, so he let somebody do him in. I really don't know, but he is no longer on this planet. He can't bring harm to anybody else. So it's nice to finally hear about a situation like this that was nipped in the buzz before innocent lives was lost. So good old Trumpino, number 45, the dude at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, in Washington, D.C., the leader, quote-unquote, of our country, the leader of the free world. He comes out and he tells everybody that ICE is going to be doing this raid, which would have been today, to round up these uh, 2,040 illegal immigrant families. Now, this was privileged information that he should not have leaked. So this Kevin Landy, the former senior ICE official said this is why agencies don't even like to tell him this information because then he uses it, he goes on, it becomes a Twitter IG thing for him, brag, becoming braggadocious. Look at what we're getting ready to do. This way so that when he goes to one of these crazy-ass Nazi rallies, these people can go apeshit for the rhetoric that he's getting ready to put in his face. But he did meet with Nancy Pelosi yesterday, and he promised to give this a two-week extension to see if the Republicans and Democrats could come up with some kind of game plan, because we don't want to be separating two, three-year-old, six-month-old kids from their mothers and fathers. Just because they entered this country alone, they still should be treated with dignity. We, we, we're supposed to be able to hold our heads up as Americans and say that we treat those who enter this country legally or illegally, not as animals, but as human beings. And no kid should suffer. No kid should be mistreated. No kid should not have the protection of their parents who are in their lives. So for this, I kind of applaud him. I kind of applaud Nancy. I don't. I wish that they can come to some kind of accord so that the families can, at least if they're going to be deported, they would be deported as a family unit, not the child here, daddy here, mommy here. These people, from what I understand, are not causing any more problems when they get in these detention centers. So it's no reason at all to mistreat them. We would have to think about if it was American citizens in another country, how would we want these Americans as families to be treated. Well, down in Wendell, North Carolina, we have a John and Teresa Freeman. They own this private outdoor recreation center, and they have a pool. But they decide to come out with paperwork, which I find to be overtly, I mean, over-the-top racist, because they're not talking to white people when they say these things. No dreadlocks. 
people have been growing dreadlocks forever. I don't see what the deal is. No extensions, no weaves. I can understand that you don't want the baggy pants. I don't want baggy pants around me. I don't want to see another man's drawers. I'm heterosexual. There's no need for me to see another man's drawers. I don't need to see the crack of his ass. I don't need his pants around his knees. Uh, first of all, I'm, I know I'm a nut job, but I don't even want to see a motherfucking man's feet. So I'm not at pools and beaches, so I don't even see his feet. But So if I don't want to see your feet, you know damn well I don't want to see your ass. So that part, I understand. But to discriminate to the point where you're saying, you know, some people wear dreadlocks fashion, but it it's also a cultural thing. It's a cultural thing. It is a religious thing for some people. But to say that people with weaves, I mean, then what else do you say next? What is the next thing? You know, what else do you ban? And if they're getting a dime from the state or city of Wendell in North Carolina, I hope that the city of Wendell withdraws all funding towards this pool. It's sad that people are going to be hurt because the weather's hot. We, we're talking 90, 95 degree weather almost on a daily basis here in North Carolina. So people would love to be able to go to the community pool, chill out, relax, cool off, have some good times, some laughter. It's a way for people to socialize, network, meet new people. But you don't need people who are running these type of facilities to add fuel to the fire in a already flammable environment that we are living here in, in America. And you cannot fool yourself to say that things are, we are in a Kindle. It's, America is a Kindle. I mean, it's like you started the fire and somebody's just slowly blowing on the ambers waiting for the bonfire to erupt. And we're not really looking for that. We, I'm hoping for better because I'm a positive person. I'm trying to keep a positive outlook on a very negative and nasty situation, but it, it is what it is, people. So Google pledges a billion dollars, one B billion dollars, to help with the housing situation in that San Francisco Bay Area. They said they're going to build 15,000 new homes over the next few years. They said it will include mid-level and low-income families. But after doing the math on a billion dollars, and you divide that by 15,000, we're talking about homes that are only $66,000 each. Where is there any homes in America for $66,000? That's almost a glorified shed. I mean, Google started this by making this area only livable by those who were the big-time Silicon Valley people. So these everybody that's in this area of San Francisco that's homeless aren't drug addicts, welfare recipients, uh, people of no means. It's just they can't afford these $1,800 a month rents. So they went to living in trailers, vans. And so it's an eyesore. And Google figuring, when you say the word billion, 
everybody says, damn, you're doing such a great thing. They'd be better off spending $10 billion building decent homes and then charging a fair mortgage or fair rent on the properties. If he was really looking to fix the situation, but 60, I, I can't even, I can't even imagine what a $66,000 home is. I mean, how bad a shack is 66,000? I mean, I guess you can get a $66,000 home if you lived in, uh, I don't know, maybe the Dakotas or New Mexico or something like that. Okay, who we got online? Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Chuck. Jeff? Chuck, Chuck, this is Chuck. Oh, Chuck, what's going on, brother? What's going on? Not much, man. Good, good, good. And yourself? I'm okay, man. That's I, I'm going to catch the show today. I caught it, so what's going on? I appreciate it. How's the weather? Uh, you know, New York weather is funny, man. It's, it's, one minute it's raining, the next minute it's hot. <laughs> well, we, uh, we, you know we, we got the same thing going on down here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but our hot is 90s right now. Yeah, but y'all, the heat is different from that up here, man. It's just hot and miserable when they get up here, man. But down there, you, it's it's okay, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not. Uh, we don't have the humidity. Yeah, we exactly. We don't have the humidity, and I never have to go underground in a tunnel. <laughs> yeah, that that's the worst. When you get on the train and it's hot and it's miserable, and you got people. All on you, next to you, man. It's it's disgusting, man. I can't I can't even imagine being on a train right now. I've been down here now for seven years. Been seven years. Seven years. Seven years went by quick, man. Yeah, came first went down. Yeah, I came in twenty twenty. I mean twenty twelve. What the hell am I talking about? Twenty twenty. Twenty twelve. I came, and the Mm -hmm. time has literally flew by. Was that the best decision you ever made moving down here? Uh, sometimes I say yes, and sometimes I say no. It's uh, there are things about New York that I miss, and the things mm-hmm. that I miss mostly is convenience, food, mm-hmm. being able to walk. I right. I probably could have picked a better neighborhood to live in to be able to walk. I mean, but to right. live, I live in a great neighborhood. Right. I mean, it's, it's it's not a lot of crime. I never hear, I hear, I hear ambulances and cops because I'm not far from the highway and people speed. Mm-hmm. But it's you know, put it you this way: when I go to the market, and matter of fact, I had to tell an old man the other day. Mm-hmm. When I go to the market, people leave their purses in the in the carts. Wow. <laughs> That's what kind of neighborhood I live in, right? Matter of fact, right. there was an old man. He had to be like 80 years old. He right. had a money bag with him. And this was Friday, Thursday or Friday. He had a money bag full, unzipped, and he was taking money out. And I was like, you know what? You could do that where I come from. He was like, right. really? I was like, listen, dude, you got a money bag full of money, and you're taking it out, and it's laying on top. He didn't have it in his pocket. He had it in his shopping cart. Could you imagine going with thousands of dollars in a shopping cart? 
But that's oh the area God. I live in. That'd I mean, have been so, right if you was in Brooklyn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody would as a matter of fact, even if that person didn't get him, they would have called somebody else. Yeah. You yeah. know. They definitely they definitely would have did that. But see here's the thing, everybody here owns guns. So you don't want yeah. to really just run up on somebody either. You don't know who that person is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't want to you don't want to do that. I, no, I mean, you know what I was looking I was looking at some sports the other day and I thought about you. I said Doc has the most interesting conversations about sports. A lot of people talk sports and don't know what they're talking about. You know what you're talking about. This kid, R.J. Barrett, that the Knicks just uh, selected, I think he is the most underrated player that got drafted out of the three people that got drafted in the first three. He's going to be good. Mark my words when I tell you this. This guy is going to help that team a lot. And I hate the Knicks, but he's going to help them out. I'm not, you know more than most that I am not a Knicks fan. But mm-hmm. I could not have been happier for the Knicks. I couldn't have been happier <laughs> for know. RJ. RJ is a, he's a quality kid. Mm-hmm. Quality. And he's a baller. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't, I don't know how him and Knox are going to jive. Because it seems like Knox likes to shoot. Right, right. But well, I I see him and what I see is because that coach that they have, he's a well loved coach. A lot of people love him. Fitzdale. I think, yeah, I see him. I think him and Dennis Smith are going to be in the backcourt. They might put R J Barrett to the off. I'm looking like they're going to do that. That makes yeah. sense if they do that. What they did at Duke was. They overhyped Zion and RJ's height. Neither one of them is as tall as people think they are. Uh, right. Uh, the tall one is Cam Reddish. He's the right. tall one. Uh, Zion is only around 6'6". Six, six. I don't care what nobody says. He's 6'6". Six, six. RJ's mm-hmm. about 6'6". Six, six. So, mm-hmm. But he's a wing player. He, right. he, has, he, he has more... He has more shit to his game than Zion. Zion is just a freak. Yeah, yeah. But he, but but to tell you the truth, RJ brought the best out of uh, of Zion, getting him the ball, doing certain things. They complemented yeah, each other. That was a solid team. I mean, Duke's Duke was a solid team. They underachieved because our Cam. Cam Reddish got hurt a couple of times. RJ got hurt a couple of times. And Virginia was just a class of the ACC, period. That's all it right. was. Right. Virginia Virginia was better than people gave him credit for because they should have won the title the year before. Mm-hmm. True. But then they lost to what, Buffalo? <laughs> Buffalo? Or St. Mary's or something crazy like that? Mm-hmm. But I, I watched yeah. the draft. You watched the draft? No, I didn't get a chance to watch it. Uh, I, I really, en- I don't usually enjoy drafts because it's nothing to enjoy. But I enjoyed mm-hmm. the draft because all the kids were like, they were cool. Nobody was arrogant. Everybody was like, they were happy to be drafted. 
Even though mm-hmm. we all knew Zion was going number one. There was no mystery. But he didn't he didn't come up on the stage like everybody kiss my ass. I'm the guy. No. He came on the stage right. like, damn man, I'm you know you might never know what it feels like like I do to actually live your dreams. And that's what he basically they all were saying. We live in our mm-hmm. dreams, dudes. This is a great day for us. Right. Right. Yeah, I wish right. I wish you would have called in one of the times when we were discussing um the uh actual NBA finals. Now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna set up a special show. I'll let you know about it. Mm-hmm. Where we can do like a recap of the NBA. Like who do you think is the mm-hmm. MVP? Who do you think is the rookie of the year? Who do you think is the most improved? Who's the best defender? Because you know what? After this week, not this week, but next week is when everything mm-hmm. gets really interesting, Chuck. When all the trades start happening. Free agency right. doesn't start to next Sunday. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so I think after the 4th of July, we'll probably have a lot of NBA stuff that we could discuss. Right. Oh, it's going to be a lot. But you know, you know what? I had the uh, argument with a couple of people, and I had to explain these to people who you got to look and analyze the game. When LeBron and the Cavs played against the Warriors, that time when Kevin Love and Kyrie was hurt, people expected them to win I'm still. They expected them to win still because they had LeBron. Why is it different that they expected Golden State to win with their two players hurt? People are still now. You understand what it is to have two of your best players hurt. No KD, no Clay, and they got out beat. They got straight beat. It'll make a difference if you have a bench, or, or you got Golden State is Dubs and all that. People would seem like they was going to a funeral because Golden State lost. I don't give a damn because I never liked Golden State. I like the Golden State when <laughs> I like the Golden State when they had Monte Ellis. Um, free will. People don't remember them when they had a good team like that. Baron Davis, all of, they had a good team back then. They beat Denver in the first. Denver, they lost to Denver in the first round. But people don't remember things like this. And when Kyrie and Love went down, Cavs didn't stand a chance. They didn't care. People didn't yeah, care. and they still took them to six. Exactly. Exactly. LeBron took him to six. He play, Steph didn't step up like he should have. Yeah, that's not that a team. He, 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 he's, not a, he's not a player to take. He can. Oh, he shoots three. His defense suck. He's not the, the best defensive guard I've ever seen. You see what happened when Toronto put a box in one of them. That's smart, the smartest thing Toronto ever did. Uh, you, and you know what? You're right. There's no crying in sports. And one of those not crying things is you don't have the right. Injuries happen. Injuries right. happen. You have to take account for injuries. This this win by Toronto is a full-fledged win. They have nothing to be ashamed of. It's not their fault KD wasn't there. It's not their fault Clay missed games. That's not on them because 
If mm. Kawhi was hurt, Golden State fans wouldn't care. Exactly. They wouldn't yeah. care. They, didn't, they sure didn't care when he got hurt. That when he was in San Antonio and that, that guy did that dirty play on his ankle. They didn't care. Yeah, that, because you know up, what? They was about they was about thirty when they was beaten and when when Kawhi went Listen, down. And that was it. Jaja Petrulia and the Golden State Warriors changed my yeah. whole Spurs team. Yeah. They wrecked my whole Spurs team. That moment right there when Kawhi went down, the Spurs might not be the same for five years. We need to get somebody. And people don't I understand it. I'm a Spurs fan. And I understand nobody wants to sign to go to San Antonio. It's not a sexy place. Mm-hmm. Now, I hope I, I, I can fantasize all I want. I know I sound like an idiot. I wish that Kawhi would lose his mind and say, I'm signing with the Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I never thought I'd smoke and crack, but that would, that would be like the greatest thing ever. My wife would have to chain me down because I would jump through the window. <laughs> Yo, I, I, I was so hurt when that guy went down with that San Antonio Spurs because they was gonna beat the they was gonna beat the Warriors no matter what. They was gonna beat the Warriors. Yeah, Kawhi was feeling himself that day too. He was, yeah. and uh, Lamarcus uh, Lamarcus Aldridge showed me that he was basically nothing that series. After Kawhi went down, he became invisible. He was garbage. I mean, literally yeah. garbage. And and then yeah. we did a major mistake and gave him more money. I still don't understand why Pop and uh, R.J. Buford gave him more money. Because him and uh, DeRosa are not going to be the guys that can take... They can take the Spurs to the playoffs every year. But they can't take them deep in the playoffs. They can't. Mm-hmm. Not the guys. Yeah, they need to. Um, also, Houston needs to dismantle that team. James Harden is the worst player I ever. I, I can't watch him because all that ISO ball doesn't win games. You're not going to win nothing with that ISO ball. And Dan Tony is the type of coach, all he wants to do is offense, he does nothing else. Yeah, it's a the brand of basketball Houston plays for the amount of points and everything they put up. It's ugly. It's ugly basketball. It's not something I really want to see. Uh-huh. You know, I don't want to see a dude first of all shoot thirty three free throws a game. Almost every time, almost every time down the court, Harding is fouled or pretends to be fouled. And I've kind of had enough with this flopping. I really uh-huh. don't like this flopping shit. Hey, let me just ask you a question. It's kind of basketball related. Uh-huh. Do you? No, it is basketball related. Do you think Lonzo Ball would be any better with Zion and the Pelicans? Yes, I was waiting for that. You know why? Because when you play in LeBron, LeBron, LeBron is ball dominated. That's why him and Kyrie couldn't get along because he has to touch the ball coming up the court. Lonzo Ball is more, his father's a jackass, but he's a good player. Lonzo Ball is a good player, and he's going to prove it. He plays defense, he can pass. His shot got to get a little better, but that, that kid is good. 
and he gets he gets a, a lot of shaft because of his fall. But he's good. He's gonna yeah, be, I, a lot of the ball's gonna flourish in, in the Pelicans. I flourish. think I think I think that uh, Zion before the summer's out is gonna really mm-hmm. love Lonzo because Lonzo is looking to make you better. Yeah. See, yeah. he's a pass. Oh. He's a pass. He's a pass first guard. See, people don't realize one thing about sports. Who don't play sports? People who play certain sports, the game is totally different to them than people who watch. See, basketball is not the same to me as it is to you. You spend too many summer nights, too many years balling. So Uh you know the game, the real inside game. Me, Uh I just see it as a game. And most people do. But see, you know the more technical stuff. See, if you ain't never had a drill, you don't know what it is. Boxing one don't mean that's, much. You know, you can't listen to Stephen A. and Max and, and act like they're the they're the Bible. They're not. A lot of people they, do that, Doc. Listen to them Bible Especially a guy like Max who has never played any sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then Stephen exactly. acts like he never played sports, which makes no sense. Scott played college basketball. He played high school basketball in New York. But if mm-hmm. you were to talk to him, you wouldn't even know that he played ball. Mm-mm. I didn't even know he played ball. That's an interesting thing. I didn't know. Yeah, he he played. He's from Queens. He played he played ball. Then he played at uh, Winston Salem College. Down here in North mm-hmm. Carolina. Wow. But he doesn't talk like a ba- he doesn't talk like a basketball player, uh, ex basketball player. Like you know when you hear Chuck, and you hear Shaq, and you hear Kenny, they break mm-hmm. down basketball like players. Right. You know, even Van. Mm-hmm. You know, you know who has a very impressive basketball career. Most people don't realize. Who? Jeff Van Gundy. Very. I heard that. I heard that. I heard that. This dude this was like all American point guard, but like Division Two. My thing is with that too. Not to cut you off for that, but why doesn't Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson have jobs? Because I don't. I listen. I think Jeff is done with it. What he coached? What the Knicks? He coached Houston and maybe somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. So Jeff no, is coached. Just Houston, just Houston and the Knicks. That's it. Okay. So he's coached over 10 years. Mark Jackson doesn't like what happened to him in Golden State, even though a lot of it was Mark Jackson's fault. Right. You can't go into your boss's office and start quoting the Bible. You just can't do that, especially when he asks you not to do that. But – could they both coach today? Hell yeah. Could they be top paid coaches? Yes. But I think they're having too much fun. Think about all the work you don't have to do. Like right now, they could just chill. Uh, an NBA coach is working right now. He's trying to set up how he's going to work these rookies in, how he's going to bring in new players. That's just a 365-day-a-year job, man. Once you got that money they got, they go like this, oh, I ain't doing this no more. 
Right. You know? Because there's a lot of guys who probably could coach who've never coached in the NBA. And then there's a lot of guys who should be coaching in the NBA, and for whatever reason, they ain't really get the chance. I mean, shit, I'm still trying to figure out why Patrick Ewing never got a, at least a good assistant coaching job. Exactly. Exactly. Look, look, no, Patrick Ewing did have a coaching assistant job. He was with the Charlotte Hornets. Remember Michael hired him? Oh, okay. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened with that. Okay, because I do know that he's the Georgetown head coach now. Yeah, I don't know what happened with that. And then Mark Jackson, I mean, um, Chris Mullins was coaching uh, St. John's for like three years. But you know who's next in line? It's going to be Jerry Stackhouse and Penny Hardaway. They'll be coaching in the NBA for like two years or less. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I think. Uh... Jerry Stackhouse has got that 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 Nick be a coach. Indeed, see Penny is running. Penny is running the Southern AAU circuit. That's him. He's like the godfather of the AAU in the South. Right. So that means he touches hands with every one of the best young basketball players from the South. So, and matter of fact. Keep your eye on Memphis this year. I bet you they'd be a good team. Yeah. A very good team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, Like you said, this year the NBA should be good. I don't think Golden State's going to be above 500. Oh, no, no, no. Listen, hold on. Let me see. Damn. I don't know who they can – well, if, if Steph twists his ankle – and misses 10 games, they won't be. Because I love Iguodala, but he's like 1,700 years old. Right. Uh, Draymond can't carry a team by himself. He's a great basketball player, but he can't be the he can't be the lead dog. They don't have right. much. They really don't have a lot. And the West is mm-hmm. good, man. The West is very uh-huh. good. You got Minnesota might be on a come up. Denver's good. Utah's good. Uh, San Antonio's always going to be, right now, even though they're not at their height, they're still going to be a 7-8 probably every year. That's, that, that, that's a given San Antonio's going to be like that. Yeah. But, you know, you know. Um, Lincoln's our playoff KD, team this year. No. Nah, KD is not going to be the same when he comes back from this. Nobody ever was the same when they came back from Achilles. Dominique Wilkins, you look at Kobe Bryant. These people, you get Achilles injury. When you're a jump shooter like KD is, you need your legs. Yeah, you know what? You shouldn't have played. I'm going to tip my hat to something you said, Chuck, because people have been lying about this for the last month. Dominique Wilkins did not come back the same player he was. I don't no, know why people come up with that lie that he did. No, he didn't come back the same player. Listen, no. I know because I'm a Spurs fan, and people forget Dominique played for the Spurs after the injury. Exactly. exactly. And he didn't lead us anywhere. He went from averaging 29 points a game when he got to the Spurs, he was dropping 17, and they were like 17 garbage points. You know the difference. 
you you play with guys one year they can score twenty five and the next year they score sixteen but a sixteen garbage points. Yeah. It's not like yeah. even sixteen points to help you win. It's sixteen garbage buckets. I mean that's you know, coming from where we came from, basketball is super important. Basketball is a super important sport in in any what you want to call ghetto, right? Exactly. I wish I wish I could have played better than I could, but that shit was not for me, man. I I always wanted a good handle. I could never get. I mean, I played some Utah, some Twenty One, some Three on Three, but I found out real young, basketball ain't my thing, and not uh-huh. just because of height. I just couldn't. Just wasn't my thing. I, I don't know if you remember this. You probably do because you and Kev was like. Like the basketball people that come watching me play and stuff like that. I used to have three basketball games a day. And that's I was telling that my was wife the, that it was the most grueling thing, but we did it because we loved the game. I have a game in Queens. I have a game in Brooklyn at at one o'clock. I have a game in Brooklyn, and three o'clock I have a game in Queens, and at six o'clock I have a game in Manhattan. We had energy then. These guys, they play one game or two games, and that's it. They don't play for the week. We did it three times a week. Yeah, these you you club basketball players, you guys were everywhere. All yeah. over the place. Yeah. You know. It's uh that that's pretty amazing. And that's why I said there's two different basketballs. There's the one for the fan who never played, mm-hmm. and then it's for the dudes who played and coached. Y'all look at mm-hmm. the game totally different. Right. It's a it's a totally different game for y'all. See, y'all see X's and O's. We just see the play, you know. And I was telling my daughter the other day. I said, "You don't you don't remember because she likes basketball too. She played. I said I played against some of the best basketball players you can name: Kenny Anderson, Carmelo Anthony. I played against Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom in high school was the Freak of nature, a six nine guard that had handle. He was they would consider him the next magic. It was like I just Anthony Mason. I played against a lot of people, man. I mean, people that just went on to be stars. I'm like, I can't believe I did that. I played against this guy, and this guy, and this guy. Carmelo Anthony is getting a raw deal because he still can play. You mean to tell me out of 29 teams in the NBA and all these players as bums, Carmelo Anthony can't be on the team? He can't. No way. You know what, Chuck? Some of it mm-hmm. is Carmelo's fault. I think that Carmelo screwed up in Houston by not saying, you know, I'll back up a little bit. But don't worry. What you call him is going quietly because they ain't got no money. His ass is gonna be a Laker. You think so? He'll take the veteran minimum because he don't need money. See, he's not playing for money. Right. Think about it. Carmelo gets a chance to finally play with LeBron. He gets to play with AD, and he gets to be a Laker in Los Angeles. They just waiting for the right moment, and Carmelo's gonna sign one of those veteran. Minimum three point five million dollars, 
and played with LeBron in L.A. His career is not over. You didn't see the film? He's out working out now. Wow. Because if Carmelo was done, why wouldn't he just be chilling with Lala and his kids somewhere instead of sitting in the gym shooting 300 jumpers a day? So he already knows he's going to play. They're just trying to be they're just trying to be mellow with it because the Lakers screwed up with AD by not freeing up enough cap space. So they can't go out and get somebody big. They got to get – and first of all, Carmelo's a fit because he's a jump shooter. That's what they need. Right. You need a jump shooter on right. a wing. Right. You know, they need somebody who can stand on that wing who's not – because Carmelo ain't – I think Carmelo's days of taking it to the hole and kind of burning these young guys, that's over. Yeah, that's over. That's over. You're right. You're he, right. He, that's he, over. Yeah, he ain't coming to the lane and 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 just taking Carl Anthony Thompson to the to the paint. No. But he could stay he could say think about it. Dirk did it. Dirk's been done for I'd say five or six years and he still played. He just said, the hell with it. I stay outside and shoot all day. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, what I think is the Knicks, that big thing with Phil Jackson and the Knicks really messed up Carmelo. Messed him up. He's looked at a bad attitude dude, which in, 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 to tell you the truth, Phil Jackson ruined the fucking Knicks. And I hate, you know, me and you, I think we're the most, the most two dudes that hated the Knicks more than anything. And <laughs> I, I think, I think that jacked him up. Yeah, uh, you know what? Your boys are gonna have a big come up. Y'all might, y'all might get, y'all should be able to get two players. And I'm talking to mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nets. Y'all should be able to right. get two players. I hope one of the plays is they don't shoot low and go for Jimmy Butler. You got to go better uh-huh. than Jimmy Butler. I think the right. Nets. I think the Nets could actually sit a year, waiting for KD, which I think they're going to try to do. But I think right. that Kyrie Irving is your guy automatically. I think y'all got him in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to go to the Knicks because of James, though. That's why nobody's been getting. Oh, if they didn't have James Dolan, he's an asshole. But James Dolan, is, he ain't giving that up. No, nah, he's not. Didn't his father give him that team? Yeah, he's been given everything in his life. He didn't earn anything. His father gave him that and cable vision. Wow. That's where the real his money father, comes from, cable vision. His, his, father was, his father had Viacom, didn't he? Yeah, which which owns Kavision, mm-hmm. and that's where James Dolan has had never had to do anything. You know, hey, you you're in New York, you see the papers. Didn't he just try to ban the Daily News from covering the Knicks? Wow, he did. Yeah, he just came out, I think, on Instagram or something, and said he no longer will allow the New York Daily News to cover the Knicks. I mean, that's insane. It's the, one of the crazy. biggest places in New York. It's crazy. That is. Crazy. Are you a that's hip-hop crazy. fan? Yeah. Okay. Next week, 
If you got time, five minutes or whatever, even if you can only call in for a little while, we're doing our all hip hop show. I got a bunch of people calling in. I'll be proceeding right now. I'm calling you because I'm getting ready to go to work now. I'm going to close out. But next week, I'll be there. I'll be, I'll be on the hip hop because my my topic with hip hop is old school rap better than new school rap. Listen, we're going to deal with old school. We're going all the way back to the 80s, my friend. We're going from the like 80s this, this, to This is going to be a good show. That's going to be yes. a good show. I have a lot to say about that. Okay, that's a beautiful thing. Well, Chuck, man, go go handle your business, man. I appreciate you calling in, man. I really do. Thanks, Doc. I, I, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, peace, brother. Peace. Hey, let me tell you people a little trick. If you ever get a spam caller, this is what you do. You get one of these phone calls that come to your phone, your cell phone, or your home phone, and you don't know the number. Don't go through a long, drawn-out fight with the person. Pick up the phone, especially if when you're 100% sure you don't know the person. Just pick up the call and go like this. Not only will you laugh, but you'll get rid of them. Just say, 100 caller, you're on the air. And watch them be dead silent. And as soon as they open their mouth to say a word, say 100 caller, you're live on the air. End of the call. That person will never call you again. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. So we was just talking about just talking to my boy Chuck there about hip hop. And so finally, Young Buck stepped back to 50 cents this week with a new song, a diss track called Foofy. I guess that's what he's calling 50 Cents these days. It's not the best song. It's not the best diss, but I appreciate the effort. I appreciate that he's put the challenge out that 50 Cent is a rapper and he can't hide behind just attacking people on IG, Facebook, or Snapchat, or Twitter. He needs to actually get in the studio and make a retort. Even though a lot of rappers in the course of history have never responded back to diss tracks, but 50 has in the past, and this is a time that he should. If he proves he still has any kind of skills whatsoever other than just being a celebrity, uh, uh, IG funny guy celebrity, I mean, because he's the rap version of uh, Joel and B, always with a smart line, always with a witty video. Let's see if he has anything left lyrically to come back at Young Buck with. And I'm sure he shouldn't be totally frightened because this wasn't, like I said, this was no ether. This was not a no Vaseline situation. But it was a decent track, and I do applaud the effort. So, Young Buck, good for you, brother. So, we still got people dying over the Dominican Republic. Insane. We're up to 14 now. I've been talking about this now running three weeks. 14 people have now died in the Dominican Republic under these mysterious circumstances. I want to hear somebody in our government. I want to hear somebody in their government speak. I would like them to be Dominican Republic to be added to the no travel to list or to be on the lookout for travel to list. I don't want that country to suffer, but this is outlandish. This is real bullshit. And something has to happen. So Richard Ross, 
the police commissioner in Philadelphia had to suspend. This is out. Now, you're talking about insane. 72 Philadelphia cops put them on administrative duty and started an investigation because they are a member of racist, Islamophobic social media websites. If you are wearing that uniform, you have to be wise enough to know that you can't associate with Nazis, you can't associate with skinheads, you can't associate or comment or view. You are a public servant. Some things you have to kind of ignore. When you have certain jobs, when you have certain positions in life, there are certain things that you must ignore. Even though you might not want to, you should. And if not, when you suffer the consequences because you're involved with said things, that's on you. I mean, do I think anything really is going to come of this internal investigation? 72 cops is a lot. How do you replace those man hours? How do you replace those people who are comfortable in certain areas? But now you have to look at their dealings. How many of these cops who are members of these sites have uh, con- misconduct citations that are being investigated by these same groups of people who they online are claiming to hate, despise, want them to go home, to be banned, X, Y, Z. So this, 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 this is a real big can of worms, and I don't envy Richard Ross, the police commissioner of Philadelphia, one iota. It's a bad thing he's got going on over there. Now, we talked about Lonzo Ball. LeVar Ball, I just got to say this, it's going to be real quick. He got banned from ESPN due to some inappropriate comments that Molly Crum Rose took when he stated to her, I switch gears with you anytime. I didn't find it to be salacious. I didn't find it to be overtly sexual. I think that she took it in a certain kind of way because she might not like him to begin with. And I think that we made a mountain out of a molehill on this one. I mean, do I need to hear from him? No. Do I need to hear from any of the NBA, MLB, UFC, NFL players, parents per se? No. Was he the most loquacious of them all? Yes. Will I miss him? Not a bit. He could always have his own podcast. I'm sure Fox Sports will love to have the same guy who's banned from ESPN. So I think as far as he's concerned, this is not going to hurt him one bit. But I didn't see it. I listened to it. I watched it live. I just did not see it. I thought her response was uh, of arrogance. I thought her response was that no man can resist me type uh, arrogance on her part. So she probably thinks any man who comes within 50 feet of her wants her. And it, she's not going to be every man's type. And Molly Crumbrose needs to grow up and realize you might be a nice-looking young lady, but to somebody, you're a dog, okay? I watched this guy, Arturo Castro's alternation. And for the first episode, I found it to be very funny. I found it to be thought-invoking. So I'm going to give this show a thumbs up. I've never seen him on Narcos. I heard his character on Narcos was great. 
But this particular one, I loved, I loved. So Beyonce's daddy says that his daughter career benefited from skin tone bias. Here's the deal, people. Light skin makes America more comfortable than dark skin. Real talk. Light skin makes America more comfortable than dark skin. That is real talk. There's no bullshit in that statement that I just made. It always was. It always will be in this country. Does it make you more talented? No. But see the same exact songs. A woman built the same exact way, actually with the same exact looks, but four shades darker than Beyonce. Does she reach the height of Beyonce and have a beehive? Look at history and see who has. Who is that woman that's four shades darker? Where is that actress who is four shades darker than Halle Berry? Halle Berry is still looked upon as the most iconic black actress and she couldn't act in Viola Davis's, she couldn't carry Viola Davis's shoes. But, once again, darker skin makes America uncomfortable. Lighter skin, America can tolerate to a certain degree. Obama, if Obama was Wesley Snipes' color, he would have never been voted President of the United States. Never. Bank that. So a lady accused Donald Trump of rape. She said back in the mid-90s, Donald Trump uh, raped her at Bergdorf Goodman. Naturally, Trump says he never met the lady. He doesn't know her from a can of paint. And sure enough, the very next day, which is today, a picture has been released with Donald Trump and said, E. Jean Carroll together in a picture. So... This guy, I mean, he is really Teflon. He's a sleazy, slimy individual who can't tell the truth. If you ask him what today is, today is Sunday, he will definitely tell you sometime Thursday or between Friday. If you ask him what time it was, it's almost 10 o'clock, he'll tell you it was 8.30 at night. If it's sunny outside, he'll tell you it's raining. Um, I guess E. Carroll needed to... Uh, E. Jean Carroll needed to get this off her chest so she could feel good about going on with her life, but nothing will come of this. It seems like nothing comes of anything this man does from the beginning, the middle, and to the end. Everything to do with him is just like kind of rhetoric and, you know, Pelosi, Chuck, AOC, Omar, they could all attack him as much as they want. But there's no real oomph to it. It's it's like just fucking blowing air in a balloon. And the and the balloon at the back end has a hole. So it's a waste of time and energy. And this is gonna be the last thing before I get out of here. This kid, Kyle Cushion, he's a survivor of the Parkland, Florida shooting. He had his scholarship or acceptance, I don't know if it was a scholarship or not, acceptance to Harvard rescinded. And I say this is fair. Being 16, and you know better at 16, we have to stop treating 16-year-olds as though they're 10, because they're not. 16, you're way 
you're a year or two away from being able to die in the United States military, serve your country. He posts uh, stuff online using the word nigga 11 times. I got to say it as it is. I ain't going to N-word you. You don't put a post out there with the word nigga 11 times, and at some point in time, you can't pull a trigger in your brain and say, you know what? I know I'm trying to to get under people's skin. I'm trying to uh, rile people up. I'm trying to make people remember me as being outrageous and outlandish. But, you know, when you say practice makes perfect, that's you basically also saying I've used it many times before. And to think something like this, he should have got ahead of it. He should have got ahead of it and say, you might see some things. And I'm not the same person who did that. I, I believe that people evolve. People change. Just because you was a piece of shit one day don't mean that you're a piece of shit forever. I don't put that on anybody. Some people change. Even the most horrible characters on the planet change. We evolve. We grow. We learn. Hopefully, if you don't do any of those things, you should die. But you know what? There are other colleges. And I understand Harvard not wanting to be associated with this mess. So I, I don't fault them for rescinding. Because he's not the only one. They said that they rescinded at least 10 to 20 other kids for other social media activities. Now, if this Kyle Kushner really wants to do something, he can get out there and say, not only did I survive Parkland, Florida shooting, but I'm going to educate young people that you need. I'm, I'm an example that there's uh, repercussions for your actions. So be very careful what you post, how you post, when you post, what you site you post to. This generation has got to wise up about how and what they do as young people will affect them going into the work, work world, going into college, going into the military, running for office. This stuff, it doesn't go away, people. Well, this is Doc, and this has been Strange Talk with Doc, and I appreciate you listening to me. I appreciate you, Chuck, for calling in today, brother. And like I said, next week, June 30th at 9 a.m., we're doing a special hip-hop-only show. No, you will not hear music. You'll hear some knuckleheads give their opinion about what they think was the best of the best, the worst of the worst, et cetera, et cetera. And you can, like I said, see, reach the show by just putting in your favorite search engine, search, Strange Talk with Doc, and then just, or you can call in live. If you look at this on YouTube, you'll see that I have a link with pictures. Well, you just come to my Facebook page. Facebook page is Doc McQueen, and all the information to the show will be there. The questions that will be asked will be there, so you can do your research if you want to do so. And I'm going to tell you, like I tell you each and every time when I in this show, people. Peace to you and peace to your